0: I don't get along with my sister. She's so obnoxious. You saw how tacky her home is. We're identical twins, yet exact opposites. I'm sorry she turned your parents into pigs, but there's nothing I can do. It's just the way things are. You'll have to help your parents and Aku on your own. Use what you remember about them. What? Can't you please give me more of a hint than that?
1: It seems like I met Haku before, but it was a long time ago.
0: That's a good start. Once you've met someone, you never really forget them. It just takes a while for your memories to return. While you're thinking, the boys and I are going to make you something, and I want you to call me Granny from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Come on, keep at it. That the only thing
1: we have to fear is fear itself No, be afraid, be very afraid There's nothing to fear except God, whatever that means to you Do I look like
0: someone who cares what God thinks? <laughs>
2: You're listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God.
1: Hello and welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us this is the fear of god speaking to you right now is one of your hosts nathan rouse and typically with me as fellow co-host reed lackey and reed was here but he needed to go finish his roasted newt not to be confused with scamander i'm sure he'll be back in the meantime, allow me to welcome you, listeners, into a brand new series voted on by our patrons. Join them, and you too can vote on what we cover this year. This particular series will be featuring animated fair not fit for Saturday mornings growing up. That's right. Welcome to Scare Tunes, a series highlighting animated material of a horror nature. Last week, we got Quixotic with that totally necessary remake and our final film in our Nick Cage series, Wicker Man. This week, we will begin this brand new series with a walk through the tunnel as we emerge into Japanese genius Hayao Miyazaki's haunting and wondrous Spirited Away. Additionally, we'll be tracking a TV posts of Netflix's Castlevania, But before we get there, let me remind you, lest you've forgotten that here at the Fear of God podcast, we explore, we don't explain, except for right now, when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at thefearofgodpodcast.com, such as how to join us on Patreon and so to cast your vote for what material we might cover this year, as well as essays, holding court, uh, uh, horror grammarianisms, team bios, Episode Archives, Merchandise, Reed Lackey, <laughs> you're here! I'm hey, here! Hey. I'm here, I can't believe you're, it! Yeah, I know, I know, I was I, beginning to wonder every if single you're time, gonna leave me hanging indefinitely. No,
2: every single time I arrive, I'm just like, wow, I cannot believe I'm here. That's You
1: are something I can count on. Aww. I can count on you. Aww! Reliable Reed. Oh, I like that. I wish I lived up
2: to it, but I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I should watch myself, because at Color Out of Space, you were like, I'd be willing to cut off all human relationships in favor of, <laughs> you know, having my phone work. Like, okay. Clearly a wound. Okay. So. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's oh, right. <laughs>
2: wasn't it clear? Let me show a it to you. A wound by any other here name is, would hurt just as here much. Here is the wound. Here is the
1: right yes, here. Yes. Why you you... <laughs> you, yes. <It's>, you <laughs> found spot it. Spot right here. <laughs> yep. It hurts. Oh, Riri, it how about nay, nay. uh some business time. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mm, one. Oh no. Uh read read Firestarter. And yes. possibly watch the Drew Barrymore original and possibly watch the upcoming Zach Efron remake. Yes. Um what what else do you got, Reed?
2: Honestly, at the moment, that's the primary thing. We are gonna be dealing with you know animated films on the horizon and if you're not already acquainted with this series we're going to be traipsing through the first two seasons of Netflix animated series Castlevania and we're going to be covering some scary animated films uh some not so scary some quite scary um but uh indeed uh that yeah that's it i think other than that yeah, okay. get ready well, get ready for firestorm when it comes
1: yeah you've uh you've already invoked uh uh, uh sir alucard himself mm. shall we venture into Wallachia and uh, uh, go to the patron segment where we shall discuss episodes one and two of season one of Netflix's Castlevania. Ta-ta! Um, about this movie. (laughs) So, um,
2: had you ever seen what's your Miyazaki overlay with, um, well, any of his films? Well, funny, you
1: should ask. Funny. I'm a funny guy. Sometimes, um, (laughs) the hurtful. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Um, you know. I've wanted for quite some time to to kind of imbibe the the Ghibli oeuvre um, of which his content content is is significant Um <laughs> just Ghibli Ouvre. Like, wow. <laughs> ghibli, <oeuvre. laughs> ghibli oeuvre Miyazaki's Ghibli oeuvre. <laughs> Um sounds like a Starbucks drink <laughs> <Just> yes <laughs> I'll have a Ghibli oeuvre with a skim <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll have a double. I'll have a
0: double foam non-fat Ghibli oeuvre <laughs>
1: double foam Ghibli <laughs> Um what's your name sir Miyazaki okay let's get that right um, so I don't even remember why but my eldest child, when she was a wee thing, we watched Ponyo a lot. I don't really? Know if I watched Ponyo? Oh, okay, I've seen yes. it once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's it's fun. I don't even remember why. But but even my wife, when I was going to watch Spirited Away, she was like Ham, Oh. that's a line from Ponyo when oh, the fish wow. girl wow. discovers Ham. Um, I think you know this, but I don't know for sure. Mm, maybe um, not. I took I took three years of Japanese in high school, so I am yeah I that. Mm-hmm. a fan mm-hmm. of the this type of material. And uh, funny story, you and I at our alma mater. One of the few things that I regretted about choosing the alma mater we both ended up choosing is that they did not offer Japanese, so I couldn't continue my studies of that. But I remember distinctly there was a Japanese student um, that was actually in, uh, I think, a couple of our classes, ultimately, theater classes. But um, he was out in the kind of courtyard area one day, and I was passing him. And I I said, excuse me, in Japanese, Ah. get past him. And and he was very surprised and uh, uh, awed that I, the gaijin, uh, could... Speak, speak some language there, <laughs> and then he um, just begins to converse funny, with you, and you're
2: like, whoa 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 whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What's funny is so little of that is held on. I can say anata na, uh, uh, anata no ushi which is something like your mom's a cow, which is you know just how <laughs> high schoolers learn <laughs> yeah. languages as profanities, yeah. you know. Um, but as for this film, Spirited Away, um, I, I gotta be honest, Riri. Yeah. Part of me wanted, as I was watching, to be like, Have I seen this? Mm, I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I treated it as a fresh viewing, even though I think okay. there's a chance I had seen it before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know that for certain. It's, okay, Thank but God. at this point, with traversing you know media and pop culture as much as I have these last couple decades, mm-hmm. the imagery from this film, uh, at least since its release, is so indelible to yeah. media and animation fans that. You know, so I, I, I couldn't decide, okay, have I just seen this imagery enough that it's right, imprinted? Right, 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 Or did I actually watch this movie at some point? And I, I just really don't remember the answer to that.
2: I feel so like... The t- so Spirit Away came out in 2001. Miyazaki's next uh, feature film, he did uh, some shorts mm-hmm. in between that, I think. But I, I think, pretty sure, his next feature film was Howl's Moving Castle. And I mm-hmm. think... When people think of Miyazaki, unless they have a direct favorite, odds are strong that they're going to conjure images from either of those two films. They're either going to conjure images from Spirited Away or from Howl's Moving Castle. Spirited Away was –
1: Well, I also think he did – I could be wrong. Did he do my neighbor Totoro? Yeah. I did, think no, no, that's... no. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a lot. Well,
2: of... and his his earlier stuff, so like My Neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, Princess Mononoke, which I know is is also very, right. very popular, yep. these all uh predated Spirited Away. Um so they were all in the like, you know, late eighties and nineties. Um then Spirited Away, when it comes out, it's my understanding from just very brief, you know, sort of cursory reading um that Miyazaki had largely retired like he had intended like he wasn't going to make any more films but then the idea for Spirited Away began to sort of ignite his imagination so he sets about making it it winds up winning the Academy Award for best animated film and it was ubiquitous in terms of everybody saw it i think it i think it's one of the it's still one of the highest rated animated movies of all time um and is is one of the most popular and beloved and so it's just everywhere like Spirited Away is a very strong presence representing the studio Ghibli and 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 Miyazaki's work specifically. Um but for myself and 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 here's what's hard about it. I'm just gonna be honest and candid that there are some I things nothing less. Oh sure. Um I wish that I connected more on a deeply rooted emotional level to his material because I can recognize very, very easily the craftsmanship that is at play in the early days. I remember hearing about spirited away and I was like, Oh man, I got I love animated films. I got to see spirited away. And I watched it and, and I wasn't, I wasn't quite on the wavelength of it. And I struggled a little bit to really get into why is this one of the most beloved and why is it one of the most highly praised animated films of all time? And, uh, even still like, and then I was like, well, let me try some other things. Maybe if I acclimate myself to it, then it'll go. And so like around that same time, which would have been about, you know, maybe 18, 19 years ago at this point, um, I was like, okay, well, let me see the flurry of other things. Let me watch princess Mononoke. Let me watch, um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Let me watch My Neighbor Totoro. I'm pretty sure um, Ponyo was much later. So I, I've seen Ponyo, but I don't think it was in that same flurry. Um, but I was like, okay, let me let me see those and and, and just kind of get a sense for them. And all of them for me were in that that same sort of range where I was like, you cannot deny the impressiveness of the visuals of this. Like the, it's next level, what's happening from an animation standpoint. It's just absolutely... Um, Kind of, kind of mind blowing to see what they're able to achieve on screen um, with some very, you know, time tested but relatively simple techniques, um, direct techniques, I should say. But I just couldn't connect to it emotionally, and um, and still to this day, um, most of that material that I've been trying to like rewatch and trying to re-get back on the wavelength, um, it's a little distanced for me, which is is hard because I have nothing. There's there's nothing to criticize. Like when we get into the details and specifics of this film. Like I can't find anything I don't like about it. In fact, there's plenty of things that I love about it. There's just an, an overall undercurrent that I can't quite find myself on the same wavelength on. Does that make sense? Or is it really like, no, the problems you read. I mean, sure. I, I don't, yeah. no. Oh,
1: well, I mean, not on this point. <laughs> um I mean, I don't think it can be ignored. A, a sort of cultural dislocation can create some of that. Yep, I get it. Distance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, but what had occurred to me that I don't think was on our list, and I don't even know would be top of mind for quote unquote horror that would have qualified that I think might have qualified too. that was an initial inroad for me into feature anime was Akira. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Have yeah. You, yeah that's that's dark.
2: Um, Akira is very dark. Um, you didn't mention it, and I don't mean to like take your Akira and no. like you know go somewhere totally different. But a film I love, love, seek it out, rewatch it every couple of years is Ghost in the Shell. I love Ghost in the Shell, um, and it's Scarlet around. A, one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, um, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, the uh, but Ghost in the Shell is, I mean, the ideas at play. It's science fiction, you know, kind of. Uh, It'd be a stretch to say horror, but, you know, like hard science fiction and, you know, big ideas and and I ghost in the shell just ignites my imagination. Um, And so but, yeah, I can I can appreciate what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I I should do myself the favor, perhaps, uh, at least culturally of walking through these more of these Miyazaki films, because I do I understand what you're saying. It would be you you've articulated in more of a way than I might have. You know, I don't know that I would say I'm that strong in the way you've articulated it. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting to watch my memory of Ponyo. Mm-hmm. And now my very recently watching Spirited Away is they're just kind of wondrous to to intake. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. Just kind of just kind of wild to let it do its thing. Did you see, I'm, I'm sure you did. Cause you're usually a little ahead of me on this stuff. Do you see there was no script until I got into actually producing it?
2: Yeah. Which I still find wild for an animated film. I'm yeah. like, how, I'm like, how in the world did you do that for an animated it film? It makes
1: a little sense. Cause it's so yeah stream of consciousness almost. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I read that out loud to my wife. It's like, this is crazy. It's um, wild absolutely let's, let's are you are you open i, I feel like when there's a bit more uh, okay um <laughs> take it away andrew <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure as hell ain't right
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right You so like i was trying to build to, yeah yep yep <laughs> we're gonna jump into that ain't right because okay. it feels like films like this that that kind of want for bigger conversation to right. interrupt those the bigness uh, uh often is not cool so we'll jump into some more didactic stuff so sure sure you sure, know sure. you sort of articulated this a few minutes ago like this isn't horror in the traditional sense it's definitely not horror in the castlevania sense um but you know i mean it is what i would call kid horror you know like like if Mm -hmm. if i were a child watching this there's definitely i mean the imagery is fantastical and Mm -hmm. and creepy in places uh edgy and others um i if you'll permit me I think I'll start Mm -hmm. probably the strongest that ain't right for me was the fully formed no face, Mm -hmm. Um, the bulbous, gelatinous, viscous, nauseous, fully globular, (laughs) no face. Um. (laughs) Just the
2: syllables that you strung together
1: there were just like, make it stop. Globular. Make it stop. You know that word always makes me think of? What? Globulus the, oh, the okay, leader yeah. created for the G.I. Joe animated film <laughs> The Serpentine Mhm. Cobra. We should have included that in ScareTunes. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's going to be a Scaretoons. Yeah. Oh man. There's going to be a tunes too. Like
2: The TWO it's happening. It's happening.
1: Stay tuned. TWO. Um but I think part of it is because I was so – the design pre-fully formed version is so lovely. It's so just clean. It's elegant. The design yeah. of the no-face. Mm-hmm. And I was so taken with Chihiro, uh, her her kindness towards it. You're right. and yes. And, yes. and, you know, there's some thematic elements you could mine there. So I really loved the initial sort of design of it and its incorporation into the story – uh, and then <laughs> you're like, "Oh snap! Oh god, this yeah. is this is a legit monster." And oh. I'm a little creeped out, creeped out by it. So yeah, I would I would cite it. Uh,
2: so it was my it was my number one as well. His tirade through the bathhouse when he's coming after her. Yeah, it, it that if there is a moment in this film that is generally like mm, that could creep somebody out, I would I would point to that moment because like that it's so visually arresting. The scene where. Jahiro is standing facing him down. You know what it reminded me of is the smoke monster from Lost. Like just the way that mm. the the neck like extends out. Yeah and yeah, yeah. and she's standing there. She looks so small in that moment. She looks so uh, you know, unimposing compared to his just absolutely sort of haunting kind of uh misshapen form. Yeah, I, absolutely. No face uh has some 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 terror ability there. Lesser degree. But mine, I would cite uh, a, a, a a minuscule adrenaline rush, a, a little like, ooh, okay. Um, both times when Yubaba sort of flares up and comes scurrying towards something mm. really, really fast. Like mm-hmm. the first time she does it is when Chihiro is insisting upon work and then Yubaba like looks up and Yubaba's got this gigantic cranium. And so... Yubaba like rises up above the above the desk and then just like, yes, it's a it's a float hover, but it's like a a a dart as well. Like it just flies at her. So it's this imposing gigantic thing. But then even more so is towards the end when she realizes that uh, the is it Bo the baby? I think it's Bo. Um, yes, yes, yes. the The baby is missing. So she doesn't know what happens to the baby and um oh god i was i pulled bow out of my butt but then didn't uh <laughs> what's
1: <laughs> maybe Bo got pulled out
2: of butt bow got pulled out of my butt haku is the name i was i couldn't yeah, conjure yeah, yeah. haku but dragon. um so but haku the dragon in his in his um humanoid form is standing there like knows that something has happened to bow and then yubaba uh like flares up with the with the igniting you know like the the flames Mm -hmm. the flares kind of coming and then does that whole dart thing forward that is both times that that happens in the film that was a genuine like i said it's it's mild it's not like i ran running for the hills or whatever but a genuine little adrenaline rush of like oh that's (laughs) that's arresting that just that you know darting forward visual imagery is pretty uh pretty gnarly
1: where i thought you were going and I'll I'll throw on the pile here. Um, I mean, just generally, the character designs across the board are pretty incredible. Um, amazing. I think for me, second to no face is until you know what it really is. At least the, the at least the introduction of and for a few minutes at least the stink spirit. Uh, that, that thing is nasty. Oh my god! And you can. <laughs> You can feel I thought it. You're really about to no, hurl. <laughs> like, oh, like you can imagine oh, when, yeah.
2: when, when you Bob is sitting there like, oh, it's money. Take the money, and I'm like, don't take the money. Oh, oh my god! And then she holds out her hands, and then it like takes a dump in her yeah. hands. Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. It's
2: so <laughs> disgusting. It's so gross. I'm just like all these oh, like
1: my god, bursting pustules and oh. just.
2: Man, you know, just bursting pustule!
1: You have got all the words today. Discharging on this. ointment, nasty, <laughs> just <laughs> pussy grossness.
2: <Ugh. laughs> oh my god! And then the little like the pink Ugh. misty stench that just like follows it everywhere. That feel, That's then, like a band name: Pink Misty Stench. Pink Misty Stench. You check out the new Pink yeah. Misty Stench, man. Playing that, dropping that new single, you baba. It is ripe. So um like stink yeah. spirit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the stink and when the stink when the stink spirit like you want to talk about that ain't right, yeah. Like <laughs> when the stink spirit like sinks into the bath and then the bath like overflows, but now it's yeah. all infested with stink and it's just like
1: Whoa. Fecality. <laughs> yeah. Fecality. <laughs> that. that feels oh like that feels like a Mortal Kombat finishing <laughs> move. <laughs> 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 Fecality.
2: You, you, you about to mess yourself. Okay? you about to mess Finish yourself. With-
1: Fecality.
2: <laughs> 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 what's, a- wh- what's worse than uh, death? I messed myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> F- Fecality. Fe- Fecality. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs>
1: man, talk that about
2: that! Didn't, that ain't right. Throwing it
1: back. Oh uh, my god. So <laughs> yes, yes. When, when the fecal monster, yeah, blorps the blorps st- into the super tub.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm, let's, no, let's leave that alone. It's so gross.
1: Um, any other? uh minute uh, rights? No, I'm I'm spent. I'm done.
2: I'm done. Go ahead, Andrew. Blorp. <laughs>
1: So, I um kind of left out, though it could be uh, categorized as that ain't right. But I've got (laughs) I left it out because it (laughs) it is a segue for a question for you, Reed. And that are the parents when they turn into pigs more or less culturally relevant than the animal
2: farm <laughs> wow wow I would say they are marginally less relevant marginally less relevant wow 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 <laughs>
1: Oh I saw, God. I saw them turning them pigs. I'm like, oh, he's gonna hate me for he's, this. Yeah, I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it though. Like, he can't, he, can't, he can't do nothing.
1: Worst he can do is just leave the Zoom call. He ain't gonna do that. So, I'm just, I'm just
2: don't gonna give say him it. a clean
1: break around this. Don't give him a clean break around <laughs> this. Can't edit. Nope. Um, nope. But but in all seriousness, that actually, in terms of its jarringness, mm-hmm. that's a pretty terrible. When she runs up there and yeah yeah yeah. well when
2: they and when they turn around for the first time yeah yeah Yeah. because she runs up because she's trying to leave now and she's like you know she's been trying to leave before they even got there but she runs up and she's like come on come on we gotta go and then when the mother or father I think maybe maybe mother turns around and it's the transformed pig it it is Mm -hmm. it's like whoa (laughs) like okay we're in new territory here I don't know what's happening um and it's. Yeah, it's it, it, it's really fascinating. But then, of course, the whole narrative is like this... I think you said this earlier. Um, it's like stream of consciousness. It's, it's very sort of like a dream floating through these wild, outrageous things, um, actions and needs that don't necessarily have roots in one another, but they're still loosely connected, kind of like dream logic. Um, but immediately following that, she's kind of trying to find her way, trying to find something, and then Haku sort of rescues her, and he's like, don't breathe. And then they're walking across, I forget what the frog's name is, but they're they're trying to walk across the bridge. <laughs> Friendly old frog is just like, hey, Haku, what's going on? Let's talk about <laughs> everything right now. And then um, it's just, th- there's an immediate... Uh, probably about every 4 to 5 minutes in this movie I'm sitting there watching it and I'm not I'm not trying to be dramatic or say that this actually happened in the real but a version of just sort of jaw dropping happens about every 5 minutes in the movie where I'm just looking at something I'm just like dang that's yeah. yeah that is stunning to look at just you mentioned the character designs sometimes it's the actual animation sequence that has happened but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like it's it's, well, it's really it, pervasive. There, there's
1: actually, I didn't write this down, but I noted it because it happens multiple times. Even just the physicality of Chihiro, things like running down the stairs and her arms are out at her side, yes. like just yeah, yeah yeah yeah. This this level of attention to detail in mm-hmm. how the characters move in space was mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, almost uh, most illustrated uh, by Dragon Haku's moving through the air i was like that's that's incredible wow um yeah and in fact i did see where they studied eels
2: uh Mm. Mm. and how they move in the water to be able to animate that um that's another thing that's kind of arresting i know we're out of that ain't right but while i would here's the one here's the thing while i would agree this film is probably not going to give anybody of probably any age, nightmares. There are moments that are arresting that are of a, uh, you know, horror adjacent or, you know, like a little, uh, uh, you mentioned Haku when Haku is assaulted by the, you know, the paper creatures, whatever they are. And then he's bleeding and, and just some Mm -hmm. of the images where he's just like snarling and the blood is there and everything. I was just like, Whoa, again, it was one of those moments where, like I said, about every, about every five to ten minutes I'm sitting there looking at something that's just the that's just you want to pause
1: and kind of take it in. That, it's just like I can't. Yeah, I like that big old naked baby in an apron. Well,
2: <laughs> I mean less that.
1: but <laughs> Sure. But um, um what do you think, Reed, is what is the story? Not not what happens. What's what's you know presumably? it's chihiro's story yeah though yeah. potentially haku adjacent like how do, how do you compartmentalize like because there's there's paths we can take here you know or, sure, or, or sure. There, there, there's one tunnel and multiple <laughs> other elements yeah. we yeah, can sure. we can engage here like on the one hand it's sort of wizard of oz slash never ending story-esque yeah yep fantastical world that a youth encounters and, you know, Alice but, in Wonderland um, too. Mm, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent comp there. Um I'll, am I allowed to answer my own question?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. <laughs> you too, you bro. <laughs> so I, I, I I, I I doubt it will fully happen because when you overthink a thing you probably won't uh, express as much as you think, but there's there's a world where some emotionality may happen in this conversation, partly because hmm. while I am with you, there's very little like emotionally I glom on in the proceedings of the film. yeah the it, it is almost this visual peak of imaginative expression, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. There are few pieces of art, pieces of film that kind of do what this does as well as it does it. Yeah. You know, we just mm-hmm. we just named some comps in terms of Alice some Wonderland, nevering story, I can't remember what the other one when I I said was, but nonetheless Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Wizard of Oz, yes. Even those while similar in what they're doing are even less stream of consciousness, but even then their production is limited by their time in a way that this kind of doesn't feel, it doesn't, it's not anchored to time. Uh, It's, it's probably going to endure for years because of how at the peak of animation it is. Um, Versus what I mean is think about like a never ending story. Like we love right. the never ending story, but, but it's production is a product of its time in a very yeah, unique way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in, in a certain way you can kind of mentally cordon it off and compartmentalize it. So I'll, I guess I'll, I guess I'll frame it this way. I feel like there's part of me. Uh, don't overread, but, there's part of me that sometimes doesn't like the me I've become. Mm. And this movie and an adjacent bit of media that I'll I'll latch on here in a second threatened to kind of blow open the brain. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm. And it and and well, and even that feels too um diagnostic. Threatens to blow open the spirit. Uh mm. and mm. Did you, I don't know how uh, uh, Bluey is on constant play in our home and specifically uh, Target just released some DVDs of them. And so Aww. we did this, did this little road trip with my kids recently and our youngest just watches it in the van on repeat. And it's one of those mm. things I'm actually okay with the kid watching over and over and over and over and over. Sure. Well, sure. so I'm driving. So you have to envision kind of the context here. I've had this sort of devil on my shoulder in my brain these days of what i just articulated not loving the me i have kind of become in, mm. as an adult occasionally um which isn't again don't overread that not in extreme but in uh in desire and tendency and pursuit of wonder we'll frame it that way and mm, yeah so i'm driving and part of this road trip instead of letting the the five-year-old have her headphones on watching bluey. We turn it on in the whole car. So we're listening to some Mm -hmm. of it and there's specific, a specific episode and the bluey heads out there. will know this one pretty immediately. It's called camping. And Mm -hmm. in addition to it just being a beautiful episode and, and is worth anyone's pursuit and watching the eight minutes of the premise of it in short is the healers go camping. Bluey encounters a buddy on this, uh, camping excursion named Jean-Luc Jean-Luc, French mm-hmm. speaks French, does not speak English like Bluey. Yeah, they bond over play, right? And it's the, the episode is a sequence of play dates, Bluey and Jean Luc have, and then go into bed. Play dates, then they go ret- retreat to their families and go to bed. And one day, Bluey goes to find Jean Luc, and, and Jean Luc is not there, yeah, and, because the family has left, and Bluey is probing. Her mom, you know, what happened? Where did they go? Yeah. And she says, some people just come into our lives for a short time. And, and I actually don't remember the context precisely of why she says this, but Bluey keeps interrogating this a little bit. And so I'm driving in the car with the kids, and Chili Healer says out loud in my van, The world is a beautiful place. No, she says, The world is a magical place. And I just got like arrested. Like I just Mm. needed this reminder and I need to be reminded of this because of how easy it is to forget. And yeah. Yeah. And so when I say I don't like the Mia become sometimes it's because of how much I can myself buy in to forsaking wonder to assuming there's just this tension of, how do you better the world? Is it through X, Y, and Z, or is it through this over here? And, and, and just that constant push pull that we just kind of, you and I had a conversation today on the phone just about work and, and it's attendant needs. And, and it was a very adult in the world conversation, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course. And, and part of me is like, man, I'm really kind of, I do think beauty, wonder, and, and I'm tying this back into Spirited Away because not because of any singular element of it, but because it is so explosive in its imaginative power. Yeah in its in its in its imaginative expression that right. it kind of leaves you in awe. Mm-hmm. Like to and and, and layer on to that the discovery that Miyazaki, when I say stream of consciousness, it's like, well, wow. Yeah, this totally makes sense. This is a person of great imagination, just throwing it out there.
0: Yeah. And that's really
1: powerful and captivating. And I'm kind of left like, okay, how do I, how do I remember? How do I keep present? How do I keep cognizant? How do I remind myself in the words of chili healer? The world is a magical place because, it's easy for me to say that to my kids, uh and it in past eras has been easier for me to believe i yeah, so it's <laughs> kind of what I'm left at, which is just I, know. I believe, help my unbelief, you know, yeah, do you um
2: to what end? Mm, I'm not even necessarily focusing on, on ends right now, but why do we want to, and this is certainly not an antagonistic question, why do we want okay. to recapture the vibrancy of our imagination? As you're articulating this, I resonate with so much of what you're saying. And I've asked myself that time or two before as well, like, what am I going to do with it? not because i need to produce something and not because you know i need to fuel the machine but like what will i do with that when my when my wonder returns let's say i awaken tomorrow with a much more vibrant sense of the world as magical place what will i then do in that space will i you know s- sit in a bit of awe and just drink it in and just enjoy it Will is the ache that I feel wanting that back because I want to participate in it or because I want to partake and contribute to it or is it because I want to receive it and see the world as something more than just a sequence of tragedies or a sequence of, you know, rote mechanical things we have to endure and, and to go through. And uh, so that's your, your question as I'm receiving it is also prompting my own. I'm like, I've, I've thought about that. This, this film does invite you to begin to think about like, my God, like to have, to be spirited away. I'm not trying to be cutesy. Mm -hmm. No. And to, to be spirited away for a pocket of time, to feel that and to know like wow it's an oft quoted Shakespeare line but a too little pondered there are greater things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy and I think about sometimes the the way that I can my imagination can fail me because I so often employ it and deploy it to just figure out scenarios just to figure out like, okay, well we could do this and then that's, that'll create this other result or we could make that choice and then this will happen. Or how am I going to strategize this particular situation in my life and where I get the if strong. Can, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is uh, I know you kind of posed the question how I heard it at least was, you know, uh, Define the value of figuring that out, you know, uh, define, define the value of exercising imagination. And, and I know we're talking about spirited away and I'm referencing bluey a lot, but the, at least in that context, it's because, because imagination, because the power of play, the power of engaging in unnecessary action. Mm helps you not stop at language barrier in a literal sense as, as the end of engagement, as the end of relationship as the end of dynamism. Right. Yeah. Because we went as a lot of people did. We just, uh, we're recording the week after Easter. We went to Easter service and yeah, we attend when we do an Episcopal church, which is, highly liturgical and took a lot of getting used to from what we came from and and there are moments where you will be like why am i here what are we doing cuz <laughs> it's just it's just a lot of yeah stuff that kind of happens and and to the question of of sort of at least an answer that comes to me to the question of why imagination is I kind of sat in that space Easter, which is a particularly if, if a normal service is, is lots of liturgy Easter is especially so. Oh, sure. And Rita just kind of, I just kind of like stopped braining it out. Right. Like just, yeah, just kind of, just kind of be just, just don't stop working, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. turn it off and, yeah. and, and i feel like that provided the capacity to just find value in the presentness of it all mm. and and to me there's some interplay between that concept i'm trying to describe there and part part of it was this you know these things are also unnecessary like like in a in a literal sense these things are pieces of a church service but am i bored am i engaged Do oh, i understand what's right. going on it doesn't matter just just yeah. just, just be just and, be and present yeah. there yeah yeah and and i think the question of why imagine uh or why imagination or why that pursuit has value is it teaches us i mean man i i i think so many times of Whatever whichever conversation it was we've had I'm thinking of one uniquely but I, I'm sure we've touched on it in other ways that that aspect of making meaning like mm-hmm. imbue invest use the force of your imagination in this moment to to engender meaning into it and and I think so much of of my tendency in these late in these years I'm in is... Well, I'm just running off of the mouth. I'm sorry. It's more no, just, you don't need to apologize. I, I, it's I'm more trying. just this this feeling that can happen when you are, you know, a working adult, a contributing citizen, a parent. Uh, responsibilities that pile up of just like I'm just part of the machine now, and and that's okay sometimes. But I kind of miss some wistfulness. Uh, I yeah. kinda miss some. I I don't want to. This is so random. This is so random, but it feeds what I'm after here. Um, I was doing a I was doing a workout today, Riri, and <laughs> one of the songs on it because I didn't I don't choose the playlist. One of the songs is "We Didn't Start the Fire," and Reid, I hmm. have come to hate that song. I've come yeah. to hate it. Mm-hmm. I have come to hate it. Um, it's a great pop song, and kudos to Billy Joel. Hat tip to you, sir. But I think in my purest longings, it is such. It is such an expression of abdication of responsibility Hmm. and, and such a settling for a lack of imagining something better. Right. Mm. We didn't do these things. Look at the, look at the, you know, history, the, uh, uh, in, in the context of that song, this history of my life is littered with all these major events. We didn't, I didn't do it. We didn't start the fire. It was always, but you know, it's like, Hmm. no, I hate that mentality. Uh, because of how much it just literalizes, it's just going to keep going. Right. You know, it's, it's just a thing. Like, it's, it's crazy out there. What are you going to (laughs) do? Sorry. I'm just. You don't have to apologize. Stream of consciousness. I'm pulling a Miyazaki here. Okay.
2: (laughs) You, uh, you invoked Easter. So this episode is going to come out, um, you know, like basically the first week of May and you know, Easter will have been a couple of weeks ago but something that you talked about that really resonated with me is I'm like, you know what? You know what a really beautiful and simple expression of, for me that resonates with what you're talking about is the Easter egg hunt. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like my son's 10 and he was with his cousin and it was the backyard, a finite amount of space. It's not a massive acreage of property, but for 15, 20 minutes, you know, so the adults had, had populated these little, Mm -hmm. these little trinkets, these little tokens everywhere. And for about 15 to 20 minutes, the, the, the assignment (laughs) is find treasure Treasure is Mm -hmm. everywhere. Go find that treasure. It is a silly little game, but that treasure is everywhere. It's in that corner and it's in that bush. We keep joking to people. There's not like a, a rhyme to go with it, but we're like, look high. Don't forget to look high. Oh, look low. Look low. Look all around you. You know, like it's everywhere, it's all over the place. And there is something in this conversation about wonder um yeah who knows what you'll find who knows what you'll find in that corner over there who knows what you'll find in that in that bush or around that bin and i think what you're talking about about being able to recapture the wonder you know sometimes when i feel it the most is when i'm out of the spaces that i'm most accustomed to so if we take a trip to you know if we airbnb a uh, a mountain cabin for a weekend or something. And I'm just in like, oh, I don't, you know, oh, this is just a different place. It's a different space. And, and just being in a place to where I'm seeing everything and smelling everything a little bit different. But I think there's also a lot of value in just recognizing that bit of childlike wonder to just say like, yeah, there's, there's treasures all around us that have been littered Mm -hmm. and have been populated with us. Sometimes that treasure is, because we've heard it so much, we we might lose the wonder of it, but, you know, the the sound of a child's laughter or the simple pleasures of being able to take a really refreshing drink, um, some of those things. And it starts simplistic, but I think where imagination fails the most is in commonalities like that, in things that become... Because to me, this film... What I resonated with most this time around is that sense of you know like constantly being stuck because we're looking backwards. And Chihiro, in the very beginning, she's frustrated by having to relocate. She can't see the adventure ahead of her. She's frustrated because she can't she can't look ahead of her. And I think we get really really tied up. Because we are, I think, constantly looking backwards. And I don't mean like just that, that I don't only mean like dwelling on the past. I think we're just constantly, we're just constantly looking backwards. We're not observing what's right in front of us. Sure, in a tangible way, we plan our schedule, we look at our day, and maybe we, have an event that we are actively looking forward to that's a favorable vacation or something like that. But I just think not a lot of us look forward. We don't We don't often look at what's ahead of us. I feel like we're constantly looking backwards, what we've missed, what we've lost, what we wish we had. And there's something very convicting to me about considering that inside myself and recognizing like, oh, no, no, like um presentness and again i keep going back to the silly little easter egg hunt like yeah look just check that corner over there you're gonna find something it's gonna be simple it's it's not gonna be
1: and if there's a reese's cup in there you hand it over that's the rule i
2: don't know man those reese's (laughs) cups are gonna be special you know like it's but i think too you know like look at the yeah i mean just look at the um the thing she's set about to do there or that, that like she's told, she's constantly told like, you know, uh, you need a job. You need to set about doing this work so that you can sustain yourself. And it's along the way that she actually finds all these much richer understandings in doing the work. She actually finds these much richer understandings of just like, oh, there's healing that needs to be had here. And I think probably one of the other really profound things, you talk about um Recapturing our wonder and something is when Yubaba steals her name like mm-hmm. she she steals the name, calls her sin s e n but but she calls her sin, and steals what she who she saw herself as, and that's to some degree like a transaction of you're gonna lose yourself in the middle of all of this, and I feel like to reconnect to our wonder is probably. I think it's Scorsese that said the most creative is the most personal or maybe it was in reverse that the most personal is the most creative and I think we're talking a lot about that failure of imagination and I think it really comes back to remembering who who we are and reconnecting to who we are and um, in the language of this film like getting our name back and 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 that can be sort of a doorway into recapturing our wonder and um, it, it hurt my heart, but I'm not overreading it. It hurt my heart because of how much I sympathize with it. The simple expression of, I don't like who I've become. And I I would echo a similar thing, not in the sense of like, oh, I'm a terrible person, I'm all this. Like It's like, right. no, I just, I wanted different. And I wanted, you know, to some degree better, but it's like, I wanted different. And I don't appreciate when I make choices that I don't like and 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 i i expect better of myself and i expect better from myself um and i think what this film is exploring and and boy if there ever was a film that was exploring without explaining it's uh, spirited mm-hmm. away by miyazaki but i think what this film is exploring is is some very rich and hearty ideas of uh you know identity and 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 personhood and treasure and wonder and being able to move forward without looking back, um, and uh, and all of those things are wrapped up in the narrative. But I think for myself, what I'm gleaming from this conversation and what I'll probably end with in terms of my verbalization is just, um, you know, there's a, there's a scripture verse in Revelation where it says that to the one, and I don't have it pulled up, so I, I know I'm probably not citing it exactly, but... Um, where uh, it says that to the one who overcomes, he's going to give a stone with your own secret name on it. Um, And I think it can be hard to do the work to keep yourself. If, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to be Mm -hmm. bumper stickery, but it can be hard to do the work to keep yourself Um, and to, to, invest in your own sense of wonder and invest in your own sense of of making sure you are staying present to know who you are. And sometimes that can be a simple thing as just you know talking it out and getting more in tune with who you are. I think so many of the things we do, we just go into automatically, not really knowing why we do what we do. My friend Randy was really big on that, um, uh, obviously before he died, but he he would repeat so much. He would say like, understand why you do what you do. And, and it was, you know, it's convicting to think about that. And I think, yeah, I'll probably just leave it at that. Like spirit, one of my big takeaways from spirited away, which is not actually a discouraging or convicting idea is just a recognition of it can be hard work to, to keep touch with who you are and to be hard Hmm. work to, to maintain that sense of wonder. And, um, but healing gifts are exist. They are present.
1: They are there. Well, and, and you know, I think it's perhaps Haku, who I didn't write down, I didn't uh, attribute the quote here, but a quote from the film is Yubaba controls us by stealing our names.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And in a lot of ways, what does Yubaba represent except just, you know, God, this is going to sound bigger than I mean it to be, but capitalism commerce go to work here's your job do your thing be, <laughs> mm-hmm. be the cog in the machine you know it, it kind of robs that essence that identity uh yeah. by you know I, yeah i don't know it's just something that came to me
2: no it's it's true i th- i love that you invoked that line yeah it's like because your your name you know understanding your name not just you know like that's a, that's a very um scriptural sort of recurrence as well is that it, it more often in the old testament but um upon occasion people would have their names changed and uh often and probably most you know exemplified by like Jacob being renamed by God Israel because of mm-hmm. what he had gone through and and there's a scene this is going to feel so random but i think about this all the time. All the time I think about it. There is a moment in the movie of all things this is gonna be such whiplash. Of all movies, there's a moment in the film Hustle and Flow. Star <laughs> Hustle and Flow. You'll remember the moment in the church. It's hard out here for a pimp. Not that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the moment the moment in the church there's a, a beautiful singer. Um, just a lovely voice singing acapella a song. I don't remember the name of the song. You probably intuit what the name of the song is from the lyrics, but Terrence Howard's character is sitting out in the pew and she's delivering this gorgeous rendition of a song that the refrain says, I told Jesus it'd be all right if he changed my name. Hmm. And he, she sings that. It, it, there's other lyrics to the song, but she sings that refrain more than once. I told Jesus it would be all right if he changed my name. And in the film Hustle and Flow, Terence Howard is hearing this beautiful melody wash over him and he begins to cry, tears just streaming down his face and of course he is a character of ill, reprie- Ill repute I'm not going to summarize that whole film right here but he's in a position very much his character is such that it's like his destiny, his his forward from here does not look appealing, does not look hopeful. There is a severe dearth of imagination. But I told Jesus it'd be all right if he changed my name. And I don't know why exactly all of these things are kind of, you know, nodding together, but it's a Miyazaki film, so maybe trying to tie it in a neat little bow is not appropriate. But uh, it, it invokes in me, it rises up in me that same kind of thing, that same kind of thing, like, yeah, don't let anybody steal your name. Um, but also to that same degree like i i told the lord it'd be all right if he if he called me something different if there was a you know if there was a new forward ahead from here that i didn't have to look back on all of those other things and this you know these are all really I'm finding them so hopefully listeners are and hopefully you are some very lovely things to ponder i think these are valuable things to ponder these are the these are the the efforts towards, recapturing who you are and reconnecting with who you are um, pondering and thinking about these things um yeah i find it i find it very lovely for myself the world is a magical place the world is a magical place and we would do best not to forget it um do you have anything more you want to want to say anything more you want to ask no
1: um i ribbed you about the pigs yeah um, you did that get it ribs Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Got it. So, we're going to go to the fog
2: meter on this. So, the fog meter is our very special, unique metric of fear and God. Uh, The scares of a thing and the substance of a thing. So, we've already set up that uh, Spirited Away, directed by... um, I do poorly with his first name. Miyazaki is the... Hayao, thank you. Three years of Japanese. Um, Hayao Miyazaki is, you know, largely regarded as one of his best films, if not his greatest film, Spirited Away. Um, I'm going to go first on Fear Measurement. It's not a, it's not a frightening film in the nightmarish sense, um, but I'm going to give it some high ranking for some theme, some high ranking for just its sense of awe. Um, and so, some generosity to that uh, in that sense, uh, even though it is far from being a nightmarish kind of film. So, I'm going to go with a six for the fear measurement. Hmm.
1: What say you? Um, I think I'll join you there. In far as it is a deliberately realized world, it is, it's creature designs... Do have a uh, macabre and bit of a creepy imagery to them, um, and and I mean, if for no other reason than how inexplicable the world itself is, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's like this is what these are frog people, or <laughs> I don't know what these <laughs> we didn't even talk people about. People are, but there's people people, and yeah, you know. we didn't even talk about Kamaji and his whole spider yeah, limb
2: thing. Like Kamaji's a great character,
1: so yeah, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll 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 exercise some generosity alongside you. What would you say for the God Meter? Um, I think it's hard to articulate, uh, I'll frame it this way. A lot of movies sort of gesture towards thoughtfulness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hey, look, we tried to have some intentionality here. (laughs) Like the intention of this film feels like just, to to oh my god to spirit you away you know and to <laughs> to like like it's hard to it's hard to pretend that that's accidental um yeah of course sure and and so i think uh i think i'll go 8 um okay. i think for it's i think its imaginative power is higher than that mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't lead the horse to the war i'm sorry it leads the horse to the water you kind of have to drink from from what it's yeah, doing. Yeah.
2: Of course. No. Uh I can appreciate that. It's funny. I was going back and forth between this is gonna sound really weird. I was I was genuinely going back and forth for much of your same reasons, uh, between an eight, but then also a ten, just because of how much it does what we're talking about about that, just like invoking imagination and there are things here that I know are beyond my depth, but maybe if I let them wash over me long enough, I'll scratch on something that'll, that'll, you know, recapture something. So I think I'm going to, think I'm going to join you at your eight. Um, That feels, that feels good. It feels right. And um, that means that we give spirited away a seven out of 10 on the fog meter. Actually been a while since we've done a seven, I think, but seven out of 10, um, which feels nice. It feels right. But the, the perhaps more prescient uh, question is, would you recommend spirited away? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's,
1: it demands something of you and I yes. respect that. Um, and if you, <laughs> if you sit down a spirit away, you better come to play because <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. it, uh, I, I guess that seems like an odd way to answer. Do you recommend it? I think in part, because I'm sort of hedging on if you're not open, you will yeah. hate this movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Not just, uh, but, but I think if you're open, not only is it a visual feast, uh, it is also just eminently rich with imaginative power. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, it's, it's a, a strong recommend. I, uh, yeah, I, I I do think you, that's a,
2: a cogent point that if you are not sort of open or if you don't find yourself on a, a receptive wavelength for the film, the film can be frustrating. As, you know, um, I can attest to from the first couple of times I tried to sort of get into Miyazaki's, you know, oeuvre. <laughs> um, but I will, I also heartily recommend it. I mean, it's, it if for nothing else, then like, you, I don't think anybody could watch this film and not be a bit stunned by the animation techniques. Like, it's, it's really incredible. And I think is the only – I think I read this – that it is the only film to date that has won the animated feature Oscar being entirely too de- – 2d drawings like um actual drawings no computer generated enhancement um i think this is the only film to uh accomplish that which i think is is just incredible the fact that they do everything with these very simple direct classical techniques and that it looks the way that it does is just it's it's a bit mind-blowing to be honest and so yes heartily recommend it but uh would also caveat as well just like let it wash over you <laughs>
1: Don't try to figure it out. If you're, if you try to be hyper analytical, you're going to be mad. It's (laughs) going to
2: It's, it's a frustrating exercise to that regard, but just let it wash over you. Gorgeous. Really funny.
1: You know, really funny, tiny note here is our, we've got an Apple TV downstairs and in our Mm -hmm. bedroom and some, for some reason, occasionally it'll auto turn on subtitles and you know, maybe my kids had it on. It didn't turn it off or whatever. So, this and you know subtitles isn't just dialogue it's also sometimes like you know heavy heavy music plays you know like okay oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. i turned this movie on the i to- I turned this movie on the other night and subtitles began uh and my impulse and i did was uh hey si- uh, or, you know hey turn off subtitles and it did and then the character starts speaking i was like oh right yeah i no, turn on <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, no. I need help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What I were the syllables you just it. used because I don't know yeah, what yeah, they yeah, said. Just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my if gosh. If someone says back... your mom's a cow, I will my might pick up on it, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> you were back in Witcher days
2: where you were just like, "What's it?" The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stregavor, yeah. you know, mm. yeah, no. Mm-mm. Um, so yeah, uh, that was that was spirited away um by Hayao Miyazaki. And uh next week, uh we are gonna be going to something that uh, is probably gonna be a little bit more uh acclimated and predictable in the scary animation territory. I think if people think about like, hmm, they're gonna do hashtag scare tunes. they're gonna watch scary animated films. Maybe this is on the list. Um the studio right. is yeah, <laughs> the studio is Leica. um and we are going next week to their probably most uh, you know, uh prominent flagship film, none other than Coraline, an adaptation of a Neil Gaiman um, novella. (laughs) No, it's Coraline. So, um, yes, so we are going to be discussing next week Coraline in addition to episodes for the patrons three and four of Netflix's animated series Castlevania. So, patrons, acquaint yourself with episodes three and four. Uh, Non-patrons, become a patron. But either way, there you go. But either way um, join us next week for Coraline, where we'll have uh, a wonderful discussion that I'm very much looking forward to. And as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. We'll see you next week, everybody.
1: See you guys. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation, and you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive, essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of tracermatula.com for our artwork, our assortment of talented musicians Andrew Nelson, the Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes, and to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.
0: Hi, everybody!